Hello and welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. Today we continue our series titled The Anointing with a message titled The Flow. I'm really excited about today's message because it's what Jesus referred to in John chapter 738 as rivers of living water flowing from the innermost being of those who would believe on him. As we believe, there is a flow of the anointing that pours out of us, and we explore this deeper in this teaching. The flow is the outpouring of the believer's faith, which we refer to as the anointing. Listen in, take notes, and I will talk with you at the end of the broadcast. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Praise the Lord. This passage is wonderful. This passage is so great because this passage isn't about uh, just knowing something religious. This passage is about you. (laughs) This passage is about you and who you are and what God has done to make you special. See, there's a lot of people in this world today who do not feel special. Or they try to feel too special. In other words, I'm so special, you need to bow to me. That's not what special is. Special means that you're something out of the ordinary. It doesn't mean that you're better than others. It means that you're shining. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, say, I see a shine on you. (laughs) Yes, I see a shine on you today. Amen. We've been teaching about the anointing and the anointing makes you shine. The anointing of God makes you shine. If you line up five people and one knows God, if they release the anointing without moving, everybody will realize who they are. See, I'm telling you what I know for sure. And I'm going to need y'all to grab a hold of this. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine. Arise, it doesn't say arise and shine. It says arise, shine. When you rise up, you will shine. When the Spirit of the Lord rises in you, you will shine. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, your light. Your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Remember what we read? Christ in us is what? The hope of glory. This says, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Woo, that means Christ has risen in us. When Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. He was lifted on the cross, and now he has to be lifted in our lives. And when he's lifted in our lives, people will see his glory, and they'll be drawn to him. Amen. Come on. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Expect it to be dark in the world. 
You need to expect darkness in the world because you don't use lights in light places. We were in the park at an event yesterday. We sit outside. I did not need a flashlight in the park. I didn't need a spotlight in the park because the s- what was up? Oh my God, are you serious? The sun was up, so I didn't need light. Amen. Come on, change a letter and you might understand why I'm excited. Amen. Praise the Lord. For the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. In other words, not only will the environment be dark, there will be people who will be dark. But the Lord will arise over you. (laughs) And his glory will be seen upon you. Come on, come on, I'm telling you, the glory is going to be seen on you. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, I knew you were special. Come on. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. (laughs) Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. And your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant (laughs) and your heart shall swell with joy. What did Kim say? She said, I'm overcome with joy. Why? Because the Gentiles were drawn to her. (laughs) Come on. The Gentiles were drawn to her. She's a light in a dark place. And the Gentiles were drawn to her, just like this word says. Come on, so I'm speaking over you. You are light in a dark place and Gentiles are drawn to you. They're drawn to you. And you don't know why they keep getting drawn to you, but they are drawn to you. Why? Because your light is shining. Because the glory of the Lord is upon you. But guess what? When you're the light, you can't see the light. Mm, Come on, y'all. When you're the light, you can't see the light. Oh, come on, y'all. You're looking at yourself trying to see what's special about you, but you can't see it because you're the light. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You can't see you. You can't see you. So you're wondering why people are drawn to you. Because you can't see you. I look at you and I see you. And so I say, wow, I see this. He said, no, not me. Yeah, you. I see you. I see the glory of the Lord risen on you. Not me. Yes, you. I see you. There's an anointing on you. There's a power on you. There's a strength on you. There's a God who is glorious inside of you, radiating out of you. 
See, you know how they used to get heat into places? They would put a radiator in there. They put a radiator in the room, and the radiator would be filled with water. And the water circulates around inside of the radiator, and there's a heating element inside the radiator, and it heats the water, and the water is circulating inside of the radiator, and I'm standing outside of the radiator feeling what's flowing on the inside. <laughs> it's, I, I don't touch that water. The water's flowing on the inside, and because the water's flowing on the inside, the heat gets radiated out. Anointing is radiated heat of the flow that's going on on the inside of you. Amen? The anointing is flowing on the inside, and what comes out, it's the radiated heat. The glory of the Lord is radiating out, and people are drawn to it because they're cold in the world, and they're drawn to the heat that's coming out of you. Come on. They're drawn to the heat that's flowing off of you. You don't understand. Why do they, why do they, why do these, why do people, why do they want to talk to you? Why do they want to speak to you? Why do they, why are some people running from you? Come on. Come on, because you're radiating something. Something's being radiating off of you. And some people say, ooh, I was cold. I want that. Somebody said, I'm already hot. I can't take that. You shall see and become radiant. Woo, you are radiant, man. Come on. Because the glory of the Lord is on you. As soon as you said yes to Jesus, you became anointed. And the anointed, it's increasing. It's building as you're getting more of the word in your spirit. And you're increasing and you're growing. And what? The spirit of the Lord is upon you. It's rising. <laughs> Come on, man. Look at verse 5. You shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. What's in the sea? Fish. That's nourishment, right? Come on, some of y'all like calamari. It's in the sea, right? Come on, it's in there. Treasure in the sea. Somebody was trying to take something across the water and they had to drop it off. It's treasure down in the water. Oil is under the sea. Valuable things are in the sea. When you tell you the sea has to turn stuff over to you, the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Mm, mm. See, this is why you got to understand what God is doing in you because you have to be conscious that God is trying to do something for you. <laughs> Your heart shall swell with joy. The abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Amen. Ready to radiate. Come on. John chapter 7. 
John chapter 7. I need you to keep that picture of a radiator. I wish I had pulled a picture of a radiator and put it up there for you so you can keep that picture, that image in your mind because you shall become radiant as the word says. Hallelujah. John chapter 7, verse 37 says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will what? Flow what? <laughs> What's inside that radiator? Uh-huh. What's flowing inside that radiator? Living water, living water. What's making you radiate the anointing of God? It's the living water inside of you. Amen. When you believe on him, as the scripture has said, then out of you shall pour the water, the fuel to cause the radiation to happen. The very thing that causes that radiation, that water is coming out of you. And this he spoke. Let's go to the next verse. Verse 39. This he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in Him would receive. Come on, tell you never say, I believe, I believe. So, I so I receive. Amen. Come on, you got the Holy Spirit, amen? Rivers of living water pour out of you because you have the Holy Spirit, amen? I'm telling you, rivers of living water pour out of you because you have the Holy Spirit. When you say amen, that means that's right. Come on, so when I say when I say it, I want y'all to answer, that's right. Amen. You have rivers of living water pouring out of you. Right. There we go. Come on now. Right. Amen means that's right. <laughs> Come on. Rivers of living water pouring out of you. Yes, that's right it does. What does that mean? That means I have life pouring out of me. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Amen. Are you excited to have the Holy Spirit in you? I'm not going to give you a whole lot of information. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you absorb what I'm telling you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Today is absorption day. Amen. And not, not a day for a lot of new info. It's a lot of full absorption. Come on. I need you all to be brawny up in here. Absorb it. Come on. Absorb it. Come on. Twice as much. Absorb. Bring it in. Come on. Bounty. Is it bounty or brawny? What is it? <laughs> Yo, whichever one it is, be, be, a, be a paper towel. Absorb as much as you can. <laughs> whichever one it is, that's the one you want you to be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Absorb this. Receive the word of the Lord. If you believe on Jesus like the scripture says, don't believe on Jesus like somebody taught you. Believe on Jesus like the scripture said. What did Jesus say? I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Guess what? That means Jesus wants you to have an abundant life. It's not an not a option. It's what he desires. And the will of God should come to pass, right? Then we want the will of God. Amen. On that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, if anybody's thirsty, let him call for me. <laughs> In other words, you can't get this unless you're thirsty. 
See, if you're already if you're already full, you won't reach for this. But if you're thirsty, then you'll pursue it. I I figured out in in my Christian walk that sometimes I'm trying to pour water to to saturated people. (laughs) And and, and I'm frustrated because I'm pouring on saturated people and they ain't drinking. That's because they saturated. (laughs) Find some thirsty people and pour on them. (laughs) The thirsty will receive. Amen. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, I came in here thirsty today. Come on. Here you did. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! She said, I'm thirsty. Come on, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. I want to set you up for something. I want you to receive this deeply. Mm. I'm going to show you something powerful, but I want you you to be ready for it when it comes. Amen? 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, remember Christ means the anointed one, right? Christos, Messiah, the anointed one. He who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. If you believe, then you're born of God, whether your behavior matches or not. Amen? Come on, we judge people by behavior, but that ain't how you judge them. You judge them by faith. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. In other words, if you love God, then you start to love God's people. I had somebody tell me, I love God. I hate church people. I said, then you don't love God. (laughs) You may not like things that you've experienced in church by the hands of people, but once you say you hate people... You no longer love God because the love of God can't be in you and you hate folks because Jesus said, this is what I came for. I came for people and I didn't come for well ones. I came for sick ones. That means you need to be able to love the coughing, the spiritual coughers, the sitting next to you. Come on, don't know. But they ain't coughing with their mouth. They're coughing spiritually at you. You need, to, you need to love ones that got the spiritual fever. Ooh, you, man. You got to love the spiritual sweaters. You got to love the spiritual, everybody, everything that's physical that can happen to somebody, if it's spiritual as well, you need to be able to handle that and love on them. Amen? Because that's where the love of God is directing us to. Come on, whoever believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who's begotten of him. I've been begotten of God, so y'all need to love me. Amen? Because I love you. (laughs) Amen. Verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and we keep his commandments. Now, that may seem odd, but remember what the commandment is. The commandment is to love. This is how we know. This is how we know that we're born. We, 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 we love God. We love God's children. We're loving on them, and we love God, and we keep his commandments. His commandment is love. Verse 3, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, 
and dig this one. And his commandments are not grievous or burdensome. Jack Haver had a song that said, so easy to love you. So easy to love you. Why is it easy? Because we have the heart of God. It's hard for me to love you out of my flesh. It's easy for you, me to love you out of my spirit. Because in my flesh, I still got a list of things, of requirements that people need to meet around me. But in my spirit, I got the love of God. Amen. Say, hey, say amen. Say, say neighbor, I'm throwing away my list. I'm relying on the spirits. Come on. What does this have to do with the anointing? You're going to see it in a minute. Amen. Verse four, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. If you start to operate in this love of God, you will have overcoming power in the world. Because why? Because the anointing gives you the power to do supernatural things. It's triggered by love. And love is what triggers faith. As a matter of fact, faith works by love. <laughs> Your faith can't go far without love being the fuel. Amen? For this, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Your faith. Love and faith are connected here in this passage. Amen? Verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Believing that he is the Son of God, that he actually came from God, and that he was a man and God at the same time. Verse 6. This is he who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. It's going to get deep for a minute, but then it's going to get so shallow you can't help but get it. Amen? Amen. Listen. Verse 7. For there are three who bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are, <clears throat> they're one. Now Jesus came by water and the blood. Amen? And, as we saw in the, in the end of verse uh, 6 there, and it is the Spirit who bears witness. He came by water and he came by blood, but it's the Spirit that bears the witness. Those are three, right? Now, look at verse 8. And there are three that bear witness on earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit, right? The blood is the blood of Jesus, right? What's the water? Okay, Jesus came. The Spirit bore witness. And he came by water and by blood, right? Jesus came by water and by blood. Okay, this is the deep part. It's going to get shallow in a minute. Okay. If the blood is the blood of Jesus and the Spirit is the Holy Spirit, what is the water? 
What is the water? Go back to John chapter 7. Getting ready to get shallow again. See, we can say it's the word, but Jesus is the word, and we know it's the blood that comes from Jesus. So the blood is connected there. The Holy Spirit, we know where the Spirit is. The Spirit comes, and the Holy Spirit is always just the Spirit. But there's three that bear witness in heaven, in earth rather. See, in heaven, it's the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. But on earth, it's the water, the blood, and the Spirit. So the Spirit is the Holy Spirit. The blood is the blood of Jesus. So what is the water? (laughs) It ain't the Word. The Word bears witness in heaven. What is the water? I'm going to let y'all off easy. What is the water? Thank you. You're the water. You are the water. Why? Because you, got, you are the producer of living water coming out of you. In other words, things don't happen on earth unless the Spirit, the blood, and the water agree. <laughs> come on. Come on with me. Come on. Arise, for the glory of the Lord is risen on you. <laughs> You're the missing element. <laughs> I need you to receive this. The Spirit is here. The blood has been shed. What's missing? You. You filled with the Holy Spirit. You letting the living water pour out of you. You being in whatever environment God wants to move. Go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. I told you to go to John. Keep your finger there. We're going to go to Luke chapter 10 real quick. Luke chapter 10. You guys remember Luke chapter 10, right? Amen, pastor. I remember. (laughs) Luke chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others and also sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. In other words, Jesus wasn't going anywhere until the disciples went there. (laughs) I need y'all to receive this, man. Jesus doesn't go anywhere until his disciples go there. Why? Because they're the the water. (laughs) The Spirit's going to come with them, and the blood's going to come with them, but he can't go until the water goes. Till the people go there. He can't go anywhere until you go there. Amen? You are the water. Now let's go back to John chapter 7. Look at it again. Look at it again. John chapter 7, verse 38. He who believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his out of his belly, out of his heart, out of his innermost man. Is going to flow rivers of living water. And the three that bear witness on the earth. The spirit, the blood, and the water pouring out of you. 
Come on, the water pouring out of you is the missing piece. God needs to have his anointing on us so that he can operate and flow through us. So Jesus came by water and by blood. In other words, what does it mean? Is that Jesus' blood was in him. And the water of the Holy Spirit came upon him. Go to Luke chapter 4 real quick. Luke chapter 4. Man, whew, I don't have enough time. Yes, I do. Praise the Lord. I have enough time. Thank you, Lord. Thank correcting me in my, state, in my various place where I stand. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. There's the Spirit. The blood is in him already, right? Because he has anointed me. I have an anointing. The anointing represents the spirit pouring through us and operating, pushing water out of us. Three things need to agree in order for the word of God to be brought to pass. The word is brought to pass in heaven because the father, the word and the spirit are there. Stuff happens in the earth because the spirit, the blood and the water are there. Agreed. These three are one. So in me, the blood of Jesus has been shed for me. I have the Holy Spirit and I got the water of God pouring out of me. So stuff that God wants to happen can happen through me because I have it all in me. Amen. You have it all inside of you. And I'm preaching it to you so you know it. I'm preaching it to you so you hear it. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? By what the word says. And so I'm trying to preach to you the word so you can see it with your eyes and receive it in your heart and know that you can start walking around, starting to use your mouth because what comes out of your mouth is setting the agreement. <laughs> What's coming out of your mouth is setting the agreement, is setting the agreement on what will happen, what will occur. I don't know who this quote is attributed to, but somebody made the quote that whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. <laughs> if you believe you can, you're right. If you believe you can't, you're right. Because <laughs> you're the missing element. You're the one who has the determination. You're the one who gets to say what will be. Now, if you say in alignment with God, then guess what? You now have agreed with heaven and earth. And you have the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> so whatever you loose in heaven... We'll be loosed on the earth. Why? Because the earth, heaven has already agreed. Now you, you agree. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought that was the shallow part. Let's come on. Come on. Come with me. Come with me. Woo. Hallelujah. Go to Ezekiel 47. No, no, no. I can't take you there. No, I can't go there. First, uh, First Corinthians chapter three. First Corinthians chapter three. Nine minutes. Okay. Praise the Lord. Here we go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Supernaturally, nine minutes. You're going to get supernatural revelation in nine minutes. Here we go. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 16. Do you not know that you are the what? You are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you. Don't you know that the Holy Ghost lives inside of you? Don't you know the Holy Spirit's already, you you're not praying for God to come down out of heaven and do nothing for you because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The man that had $17 million in the bank and died of hunger. Why? Because he had something already in the bank, but he didn't access it. He didn't realize it was there. 
He didn't realize he had an inheritance. Somebody had made a deposit on his behalf. He didn't show up at the will reading. And so he's living out scuffling and struggling because he never went to the will or heard what the will said to understand he had received an inheritance and everything he needed was in the inheritance. But he's out here unwilling to listen to the will without in possession of (laughs) hallelujah know ye not (laughs) that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God lives on the inside of you the will says the Holy Ghost is yours come on we're reading the will what does the will say the will says the spirit of God lives inside of you whose will is it it's Jesus's will because he died come on He died to create a new covenant. His will, his new testament is now what? It's telling us who we are, that the spirit of God lives in us. Now we got to recognize you're going to have to access it. Come on. Now we go to, uh, mm, can you handle this today? Can they handle it? Uh, Oh, man. uh, Can they handle it? All right. All right. I'm going to drop it and I'm going to see who can handle it. Amen. Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47. Come on, here we go. I need somebody say they thirsty. Here we go. All right. Ezekiel 47, verse 1. It says, Then he, being God, brought me back to the door of the what? The temple. Who's the temple? All right, you're the temple. And there was what? Water flowing where? From under the threshold of the temple. In other words, there was water flowing out of the temple. Who are you? You're the water, right? Because you're the temple and there's water flowing in you, right? The radiator's got the water flowing on the inside, right? But every now and then, the radiator, something starts happening to the radiator. What's going on? Flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced the east, and water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. And he brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around the outside of the outer gateway that faces east. And there was what? Water running out on the right side. There's so much water inside this temple is overflowing. (laughs) There's so much water inside the temple that the temple is overflowing and the water is pouring out of the temple coming under the door. Verse 3, then the man went out to the east with the line in his hand and measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters and the water came up to what? It came up to my ankles. Man's going to try to measure the water. He's got a rod to measure the water and the water's up to my ankles. That's overflow to the ankle. My dog was in the garage one time and bit a pipe. (laughs) It's true. Not Zora. Not that little dog we got now. There's another dog. We had a a, a regular sized dog previously. (laughs) So my dog bit a pipe and I I heard water running. I'm like, what is that? Is that water running? (laughs) Yeah, what kind of dog was that? Yeah. it was a PVC pipe. Don't, you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't an iron pipe. It was a PVC. So anyway, the dog bit the pipe. Yeah, I'll make that clear because everybody's going, what, what kind of dog? <laughs> it's a PVC, a plastic, a plastic PVC pipe. 
So the dog bit through the pipe. I did start it on because when I saw the dog was licking the pipe, I tried to put hot sauce on it to, to make the dog not, <laughs> to burn the dog's mouth, but the dog liked it and bit the pipe. Anyway, that's another, that's another story. All right. <laughs> anyway, the dog bit the pipe and there's water in my garage. So when I go out to check, there's water all over the floor. And so I've got to figure out how to stop all this water. And I keep, I can't, and and there's so much water coming out. I'm thinking, man, how's all this water coming out this little pipe? I'm amazed by the amount of water that's coming out of there. Why? Because it's not the pipe, it's the source. You keep looking at yourself, measuring the anointing that God can pour through you, and you're the pipe. You're not the source. God is the source. He don't need you to be a bigger pipe. He can overflow and pour out no matter how big you are, no matter how small you think you are, no matter how insignificant you think you are. It's the water source that's pouring through the pipe and flooding everything. Come on, that's what God is speaking over this house. He's saying that people in here, you are pipes connected to God, and God's going to pour out through you in ways that are so, so vast that you're not going to realize what it is. You're not going to understand, how is this coming out of me? It's coming out of you because you're connected to the source. You are connected to the source. A friend of mine, he said, man, he said, he said man, that was interesting what you, what you preached. I said, uh, he listened to, listened to a recording. He said, I, he said, where'd you get that? I said, man, I don't know. <laughs> I was reading the word and it spoke to me just like I spoke it. Why? Because it ain't me. It's the source. <laughs> it's not me. I'm, I'm not that clever. I, don't, I, I, I can tell a good joke, but I don't have revelation like that. Not like this. This is saying that God is able to pour through you and overshadow you because you're the temple. Come on, look at, verse, look at verse four. And he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. Again, the water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the water and came up to my waist. And again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river. And I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that cannot be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? In other words, Son of man, do you see what I'm doing here? Do you see what's going on here? Do you see what's happening here? Do you see that from the same temple that was dry, I have poured out and I've created a river? Glory to God. Come on. Come on out of you can come a river. What did Jesus say? He that believes on me as the scripture has said, out of him is going to pull for what? Rivers of living water. This he spoke concerning the temp, the spirit. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit is in you? He was talking about the spirit being inside the temple. <laughs> come on, man. You're the temple with the spirit. So all we need to get heaven and earth to agree is the water coming out of you. That's all we need. All we need is to get the water of God coming out of you, flowing. Come on, I got to finish this. Verse 6, he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? 
Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. Now, this is why you need to understand this. And this, we're going to close with this. This is why you need to understand this. Verse eight. Now they're standing on the bank of the river. They've seen the water pour out. They've been in the water. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. You're going to bring life wherever you go. When you start taking this river around, you're going to bring life to every situation, every environment you take the river to. It's going to bring life. Amen. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. What did Jesus say? Follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Woo! Come on, man. For they will be healed <laughs> and everything will live wherever the river goes. Wherever you take this river, this is going to bring life. And guess what? There's going to be people floating in that river. You're going to bring to life. You're going to be, there going to be fish that need to be caught. And you're going to call them, reach them with the life that's in you. And they shall be healed. Woo, come on. Come on now. Verse 10. It shall be the fishermen will stand by it. In other words, you're going to be producing it. It's going to be, it's going to be fishermen standing on your banks. Catching your overflow, amen? From Engedi to Englam, they will be in places for spreading, there will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds of the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. They're going to be big and it's going to be plenty of them. Verse 11, and this is what you need to know. Number one, that you are powerful, but there's also going to be swamps and marshes that won't be healed. In other words, you're going to take the river somewhere and some people are going to hold out. They will refuse to be healed. They will create their own marsh. They'll create their own swamp and they ain't going to receive the freshness of the river. And that's okay. Because God already prophesied it. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Tell your neighbor, say, if I run into salty people, I ain't worried about it. (laughs) Verse 12, the final verse, and we're going to pray. Along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month. They will bear fruit every month. Come on. Not a season, not a season to season, month to month. They will bear fruit. Come on. How many of y'all need a monthly fruit bearer? Amen. (laughs) Amen. Because their water flows from the sanctuary. Mm. Why do we worship? Why do we worship in this place? So water can pour out of here. We need water to come out of here. We want you stirred up when you come in here to get your worship so that when you go out, you're already full and you're ready to pour out more water. Amen? Amen. Come on. 
They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Mm, hallelujah. Woo, amen. Glory to God. Come on. I want you to know your calling is not to reach the whole world. Your calling is not to reach the whole world. Never feel overwhelmed by the calling on your life. But understand, you bring in water wherever you go. Yes. Understand, you bring in living water everywhere you go. And when you bring living water, that well, it's going to produce things that are in the water and things around the water. Yes. Hallelujah. In the state of California, they thought it was a great idea to control the water of the San Joaquin River. San Joaquin River is like 300-something miles long, Right? They thought it was a good idea to control it. So they built concrete aqueducts to pipe water through and they're going to get water where they want it to go. Here's the problem. The benefit of the river is not just the water. It's what the water nourishes. The water flowing through a concrete pipe is not nourishing the ground. And so all through that valley now, the ground is drying and it's, it's almost like dusty. When you ride through, there's dust everywhere. You know why? Because they stopped the river. They tried to manipulate the water, not realizing the water has to go through the earth in order to bless the earth. Amen. You're going through things right now because you were blessed to be a blessing. You're going through things right now because you need to be there to nourish the things around there. You don't realize it or not, but just your presence and the water that's flowing out of you is blessing. It's blessing people. It's blessing things. It's causing things to happen and you don't realize it's happening because you can't see the light that's coming out of you. Hmm. Come on, I'm a, now let me give you the summary from last week. Sorry, man, I'm going to stop, but I got to give you this. Activate the anointing. Four steps, we did it last week. You can listen to it last week if you need to, but four steps, I'm going to read these four steps and we're going to pray. Number one, invite God to your circumstances by accepting the truth. The Spirit brings truth, amen? amen. Receive the Spirit, receive the truth. Number two, meditate on the Word and allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Let God open your eyes to see that this word is speaking to you. It's prophesying. Isaiah, excuse me, Ezekiel was prophetically hearing from God about the church. And you are the church because the church is not the building. The church is the people. Amen. Right. Principle number nine, right? Amen. You are the church. Number three, actively practice or activate, utilize, do the word. So you see that this word says that your life, and if you believe on him like the scripture said, out of you going to pour river, rivers, rivers of living water, believe it. And just go and be life. Go into every environment and just be life. What will happen? The Gentiles will be drawn to you. Oof. They'll be drawn to you. Mm. Number four. Once you activate the word, keep the word first place in your life. Keep it first. Because now what you're doing is you're bringing that water in agreement with the spirit and the blood. And the blood never fails. The spirit will be here from the beginning to the end. 
and the water in you ain't going to stop until you shut it off. Once you turn the water on, it won't stop until you shut it off. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Anointing. Anointing. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you. Take this revelation and stir it in people. Stir this revelation right now in the hearts of everyone here. Let everyone in this room who has heard this word, let them be stirred to be the water. Thank you, Lord, for revealing to us our role and our power in making things come to pass, your will to be brought to pass. We thank you in John chapter 5, verse 14, it says, this is the confidence, understanding who you are. This is the confidence that we have in you, that whatsoever we ask according to your will, that we have those things, every petition that we've asked of you. We thank you for that right now. We thank you for our petitions being met. We thank you that our petitions are not just for us, but you have made us intercessors. We are praying for those who we love. We thank you that the closest 8 to 15 people around us, Lord, we pray for daily, Lord. And we are putting our words over them. We're speaking life over them. We're declaring your strength over them. We're praying your blessing over them. And we thank you that they will be changed, transformed, and made whole, that they will be river. They will be in the river. Mm. They will be fish in that river, and they will be healthy. They will be healed. They'll be brought to pass, and we will be fishers of men and pull them out that they might become the temples of the Most High God. So we thank you and give you praise and glory for supernatural things happening around this place. We thank you for filling this place with people who have been caught and captured by the love of God. They've been accosted by the love of God. They've been grabbed, Lord, that they have been touched by the rivers of living water pouring out of every person here. And not just this place, but Lord, every church around this city will be transformed because of the living water coming out of the church, Lord, as we continue to declare the revelation that we're not special to everybody. We are just special to you and you are working in us. You're doing mighty things in us and not just us, but we have brothers and sisters around the globe who are walking in this revelation and truth as well. We thank you for doing mighty things. We thank you for the nation of Haiti being changed and transformed by the truth that we're declaring and preaching, Lord God. We thank you for the cities and the schools around us to be changed and transformed because of the word that we're declaring and preaching right now. We thank you the rivers of living water are pouring out all over and we are willing to arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord is upon us. Woo! We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening today. And today's message was titled The Flow from our series titled The Anointing. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website. You can find us at AbundantLifeWorship.net or ALWC.us. On our site, you're going to find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other messages that may be of interest to you. You'll also find information about events that are coming up, and we believe that there's some great things that you may be interested in. Once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. You can also find us on our Facebook page, and our Facebook page is found at Facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net. God bless, and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. And until then, remember that Jesus came to give you life and that more abundantly.